Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? It's Friday here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Before we get going, you know, as I do on most shows, I got to fill up that glass with that Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid, everybody. Drink it in <laughs> I had a fun show on Wednesday. Obviously, the NFL draft has come and gone. I was fired up. I had some rants. I had some strong takes, and I had lots of Kool-Aid to be served up about this draft by Brad Holmes and Dan freaking Campbell, and I'm extra excited here on a Friday because the one and only Choppy Chop, Nice Swanger, is back in the building, my buddy, for years and years. he I got him a few weeks ago. He enjoyed his time. He's given me his time to come on the show again and talk some Detroit Lions. Chops, how you doing this week? Yo, Okri, what's up, man? Hey, I'm still still recovering from that Cinco de Mayo hangover I had, but uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, I'm drinking in that blue Kool-Aid and it's helping me get back on track. Drink it in now. That's how we that's how we do it on the show, Chops. And we got so much to get into. So everybody, you gotta you gotta tune up to this show because I'm gonna get you guys heard my opinions. You know they're positive. You know I'm excited about this draft. We're gonna get Chops' pick by pick opinions. Uh, I may get at him here or there, but we I wanna hear what he has to say. We've got some other things to talk about. Maybe the excitement from Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell after some of their selections. Is that good? Is that bad? Does that mean anything? And and who knows what else might happen on the show. Again, I was nice to Chops his first time on. We might have to mix it up at some point during the show, so stay tuned. You never know what might happen, but Chops, let's get right into it. Pick number seven. We went through a ton of scenarios. The boar fell nicely, I believe, for the Detroit Lions, getting a big old beast, Penne Sewell from Oregon at number seven. What do you think about how everything fell and about this player? So, you know, the board kind of fell like we thought, right? I think, um, you know, at pick number three, San Fran threw a little wrench there. They put out the the Mac Jones feeling, and uh, and then they went uh, Trey Lance, which we all kind of thought anyway. But, uh, you know, the, the board fell perfect for the Lions. Um, Unfortunately, my boy, the freak, hits at four was gone, but I think we knew that was going to happen. And, uh, you know, the Lions couldn't have done anything better than get this guy. I, I, you know, when you have to pick on the board, you got to pick what's there. And this was the best guy, the best, best player. And we took him, and I love it. Now, you were big on a pass catcher. Obviously, those guys were pretty much uh, picked over. you you sound fine though with Sewell. Like, do you think this guy? What's his ceiling? Do you do you see him plugging in right on the right side? I mean, tell me a little bit more about that because I know you wanted somebody that could catch and score touchdowns. Yeah, man. Look, I, I think I think uh, you know as we go through these picks that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell told us the fans what this team is going to be about, and they weren't joking when they were talking about biting off kneecaps being nasty. Okay. Like, yes, the sexy pick would have been a pass catcher. You know, I feel like at seven, they would have been reaching for any of those guys that were left. So what they did is just say, hey, we are going to play smash mouth, build from the line up football. We're going to get a guy in Sewell who wants to beat you down on every play. And I love it. So, you know, I think he's a, he, you know, he's, he's projected as our right tackle. Dude, this guy's big. He's nasty. He's mobile. I think we can move him around to the left side as well. So, I mean, you can't go wrong picking a O lineman this point in the draft and, and starting from the ground up, man. 
this guy was the best at, at what he does at 19 years old. He's a big, nasty beast. He's athletic as hell, 330 pounds. I love it. I just got one beef with you, Choppy, and that's if you're going to refer to Dan Campbell, you must refer to him by his government, which is Dan freaking Campbell. I mean, let's get it right here on the show, or else I got to remind you, like you said, what he, what Penny Sewell and others for the Lions are going to do under Dan freaking Campbell. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile <laughs> at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're the, going to be the last one standing. All right. That's going to be the mentality. Exactly. That's the mentality, Chop. And let's get to pick number two. The ninth pick in the second round, 41 overall, Levi Onzerike. Man, I'm, I'm, I got these names down. It's only a few days after. And as I've started to call him already, low, big low. I mean, this guy wasn't really on my radar, but I think he's a big nasty beast too that you can move all over the defensive line. Uh, just a very, like you said, almost like a, uh, a pick that fits. This this whole idea that we didn't really think of. All Detroit fans were talking about this and that and fancy this or get that ride receiver. We're going big bodies. What do you think about this pick in the second round? Yeah, man. So this this pick and and uh, by the way, kudos on your uh, name enunciation there because I'm just going to call the boy Levi because <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, you want to go low? That's cool, man. I, but geez, Levi. Totally blown away by this pick. Uh, uh, you know, I I think when we talked on the show last, you know, I was I was happy with our defensive line. Obviously, Dan Campbell is not Dan freaking Campbell and Brad there Holmes were not. They decided, hey, we we're just gonna start from from the trenches, baby. Because I I I was shocked. You know, to see D tackle that wasn't even on my list of needs in this draft at all. And you know, clearly, you know. They got a plan. They stuck with it. A lot of people love this guy. Um, and I, he was obviously high on their board. So I think, you know, again, he is a versatile. He's a nice grab. I think, a, you know, a couple of teams said, hey, we, we were going for this dude when he was taken. Um, and I think he'll be another cornerstone piece to that line. And, and the fact that we have so many pieces on that D line now is crazy. Yeah, I like a lot of things you hit on there. I mean, especially because... There were a lot of bodies, but we don't know if a lot of those bodies are good. They're just big. They were here with the previous regime. We've seen a few flashes. These are Brad Holmes and Dan freaking Campbell kind of guys. And I think that having more bodies can only help. And this guy was the number one or number two tackle on almost all the different boards uh, across the way that you saw. So this is no, this is no smartest guy in the room reach in round two. It's just, hey, I want some more beef. <laughs> so we got beef at one and two. And you want to talk about beef, choppy chop. I mean, let, let's go to Wendy's and let's get a triple decker here with Mr. Aleem McNeil with two L's, number 72 overall. Big old fella with some crazy feet and ability. I mean, nose tackle, penetrating guy, whatever you want to call him. Was this guy on your radar at all? And have you read up on him? Do you love it? Was it a little bit of a stretch taking two DTs? What are you thinking? So before we get to uh, my boy McNeil, I got to say also about Levi, dude, I love the dirty language. Can we just keep that love it. Going on every presser? Dude, <laughs> this guy speaks my language because you know me, so when we're not on the podcast, I it's a family show. And, you know, so <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, I like that, but yeah, let's, let's move on to Aleem again, totally blown away. Not dude was not on my radar. But let me tell you, after I, I was able to watch some film on him, I, I watched him play some linebacker and running back in high school tape. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? What? And, oh, by the way, this dude can hit bombs. So maybe we can get him to play for the Tigers, too, because right now they're the the uh, sport we shall not speak of. They're the joke of the century. Now, so. but, uh, if it's again, a, a the sport we shall not speak of, why are you talking about it? Come on now. I, hey, you know what? I had to give him a kudos, man. I mean, the dude's like a all-time three-time all-conference pick from baseball <laughs> so you know but I think I, I think again he fits the mold of what they want to do uh we learned a lot about this regime by this pick going going line 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 um and this also tells me that they must have some insight on what we don't have uh, uh currently on our roster because you know like you said we got bodies we got rotational guys but 
you know, maybe they've got some insight on that. These guys just aren't what we expect. So, so again, to pick up another versatile athletic high on people's boards, D tackle, um, you know, it's uh it's a pick, you know, <laughs> it's a pick. Come on now. Now this is where I got to set choppy straight here because you said a couple things I disagree with. First of all, if you're going to bring up the sport, we shall not speak of. Don't talk about big fella hitting bombs. Let's talk about big fella playing the outfield and running down balls left and right. That shows the feet and the ability this kid has. Like you say, running back, just just dancing and prancing around everybody. You got to love it. I, I think he brings a nasty mentality. As you mentioned with Eli, I had to stop you because it's a family show. But Levi and him could be two nasty guys inside like we tried to have. With, with that guy named Sue and Nick Fairley. So I think this could be a better version of that. Do I love 2D tackles back-to-back? Not really, except for I like three big boys to start this draft and start this kind of retool, rebuild, whatever you want to call it. So um, the more I thought about it, the more I got excited. Did I take Aleem McNeil in any mock drafts? Of, no, of course I didn't because I was taking all the other big names that are all over ESPN and whatnot. But uh, I, I like the pick. I think he's going to be a fun player to watch. And I hope he makes as big of an impact as, as they do because that's a that's a big draft resource. And I hope he can he can ball out. That'd be great. So I'm excited to see him. Let, yeah, let's go through these guys where it's a make or break pick, right? Like you went off the board a little bit. You took a guy that you like. Hopefully, he pans out because if he doesn't, then you're gonna people are gonna question it later. But yeah, yeah, they were right, right in that range though because we all saw the reports about Philly wanted him and and we ended up snagging him because they traded down. So, like you say, I the more you read and see, these guys were coveted. They were just kind of at that position that none of us really had pegged. I mean, we thought we had a lot of people up front. We just didn't have the right people up front, and they went and added more people up front. So, I'm good with it. Uh, Chops, let's go a little rapid fire on these next couple uh, quick uh, hard takes from you. Um, I I was going to try to pronounce this one. I can get the last name, but I'm just going to go with Iffy. So Iffy, Melifonwu, the corner, big long corner. What would you think of this one? Yeah, I like Melifonwu, and uh, good job on the uh, Iffy. Let's just call him Iffy from now on. Um, (laughs) I feel like this guy fell into their lap, really. I mean, he was much higher on my board. I did not expect him to be there. I like the fact that he I, – I see him – obviously, cornerback is a big need for us. But he's versatile enough to play the safety spot for us too. So, um, you know, he's got – you know, his size, his competition. You know, he's one of those guys where, um, he, you know, he's big. He plays. He can he can play press. And, um, you know, I just feel like he's he's strong too. He comes off as strong and violent. What I like too is about adding bodies. So now you got you know Ao and Okuda, you got Elder, you, you got this kid coming up. Where they like said you can move him around a little bit, and, and you got Dunbar there. I mean, uh, you you could still add another body or two, but the depth I think is important. And you know, kind of bring him along a little bit slower, let those other guys play. But if this kid starts really showing you something, he, he made some plays on the football. I think that'd be nice too. So, uh, how about pick number in the fourth round, one twelve overall? St. Brown, the kid from USC, a slot receiver. Did you like this? Did you did you feel well? You felt they needed a receiver, so did you like this value? Yeah, I thought he was the best receiver on the board at the time. Um, I definitely had him going higher than what we got him at, which was good. Um, and I think at this point, we they realized, okay, we need to get some receivers here because right now we got a scrap heap and some some bodies. So let's get some names here. And, um, but obviously the draft class was high with wide receiver. I was a little disappointed. They only took one, um, but they kind of corrected some of that with pass catchers on the, uh, after the draft. But um, no, I think this kid's good. Like you said, I like your take. He reminds me of gold eight watching some of his tape at USC. Um, You know, the other thing that, you know, let's talk about USC. He reminds me of Robert Woods a little bit, which people kind of go off that when I say it, but, and pun intended there. And, um, but I, but he does, he, and I think he is the kind of guy that is going to complement uh, the, the staff that we have right now. Man, if this guy's anything like GT or Robert Woods. Oh, baby. <laughs> that would be tremendous for the Detroit Lions. So I, I like the value as well. Um, you know, I'm going to kind of go against your double dip because to me, 
like I was talking to somebody on Twitter. You guys can find me at Derek Oakry. Where can they find you online putting out hockey takes and different things on Twitter, Chops? I know you're out there somewhere. Yeah, the fans can find me at Chops in the D on Twitter. There you, so there you go. Follow, give me a find. <laughs> and what's so great about Chops' takes today is is he's been known to be a guy that's a wait and see guy, a little bit like ah, you know, I I gotta, I, I'm not sure, Oakry. Like you, you're just always drinking that Detroit Kool Aid, which is obviously true. Drink it in, man. <laughs> But, it, but I mean, ultra positive today, which I love. But I was talking to somebody on Twitter, and, and they were like, hey, it's going to be tough. You know, I'm not sure I'm ready without number nine or without Stafford back there. And I don't want to get you on a rant right now, Chops, about number nine. We all we all know your feelings there. But but I told them, I'm, like, excited for this fresh view. So not only with the, with the quarterback just having a new signal caller, but, like, I feel the whole new vibe in the room with, with from top down, from Sheila all the way down, it's like, Everything feels new, even the receivers. Like, I'm going to roll with Tyrell Williams and uh, Perriman and now put St. Brown in the slot and see what Cephas has in year two. Like, that's exciting just because I don't know what we're going to get. Now, is it going to be good enough? I don't know that, but I know that just all the changeover has got me really excited for Lions football in the fall. I know me and you are going to be hitting up a ball game as the world clears up here. So it's exciting, man. It really is. So two receivers, one receiver, doesn't matter. We still got a whole new football team. I think when it comes, comes to kickoff time. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, I think we got so sick. We have such a bad taste in our mouth from the last two years. I mean, there was a, there was a glimmer of hope that first year with the last regime, but the last two have just been, you know, kick to the midsection and you know you you continue to drink the kool-aid and say maybe they can turn it around i jumped off the bandwagon a little faster um but i'll tell you man i look the we will find out what this team is going to be this year and it's going to be a process i don't expect us to be you know making the playoffs um this year but i do think we will be competitive and i think like dan freaking campbell said we're going to knock some teeth around so you know, we're not going to get pushed around. We're not going to, you know, we're going to be strong and we're going to be fast and we're going to do stuff that we have that, that Lions fans are not used to seeing. And, and I'm ready for it. I don't know if you've heard, but Dan Campbell, as well as Lions fans, I mean, they're sick of it. You've had enough of that. Shit. Exactly, Dan Campbell. So, so I mean, yeah, I love this pick as well. I hate to taint your opinions on this stuff, but I love the Kool-Aid you're serving up for the people. So let's go to pick number four. They jumped all the way up from round five to this pick 113. Back to back, I had to had to scramble in the old DTO scouting office to get my next pick ready for, for the selections I was making, but the Lions knew who they wanted. Give me Derek Barnes, linebacker, Purdue. Chops, what do you think? So I think that this is the guy that they wanted to take at 112, but they they knew they needed to get a pass catcher. So they scrambled around, they worked the phones, they did what they had to do because this kid, I like this kid, man. Not he, I mean, I don't even know. Can you call him a linebacker? Because the way this kid rushes the edge is sick. I think I think that he is he's a versatile guy. And basically, he's a hybrid, right? And I think any, you know, any of this talk about his not great length, completely he makes up for that with his smarts and his shed ability and his tackling. Dude's he's he's a great pick. I love the pick. This might be my favorite selection as well. D- did you happen to see the highlight clip that I retweeted out where he was just like seeing the play, firing his gun, hitting people, sacking the quarterback, um, you know, diagnosing pass coverage, jumped a few routes. You see that? Yeah, I did, man. I did. Oh, that 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 got me really excited and and as I said on my previous show, this this is the best, you know, lots of good character, lots of fun personalities, but Derek Barnes just seems like a, a solid from top to bottom and here's what actually excited me the most. Dan freaking Campbell said he's wearing 55 and he's playing middle linebacker. So I know you love his rush ability and he did play with his hand down, but the fact that he's going to be in the middle of the defense and he can still come off the edge and kill you is, is exciting. People were comparing him to, to Tulloch online. And I was kind of like, man, I, I just am excited to see what he can do with the long arms, everything. It's just great value there at a, at a linebacker that they obviously loved. Yeah, so watching this guy uh, play against the Big Ten, 
um, kind of made me think of another Big Ten guy in Brandon Graham. I mean, he he's oh, nice. I, he strikes me as the type of guy who could who could definitely lead this defense in the next three to four years. So you know, I want that general. He's got the smarts. He the way he just diagnoses the play right. You can see the gears churning before they're even happening, and and he's just got that that quick instinct. And he can he's a ball hawk. He can sniff it out. He knows where it's coming. Knows where it's going. And uh, yeah, man, I'm super excited about this pick. I think to get this kind of guy in round four um, is is a good deal. I I'm excited to see where he plays. You know, a lot of people pencil him in as a starter, but when Dan Campbell comes out and says that, it's kind of like, well, you know, you already got Collins here, so maybe he kind of learns under him. But before you know it, I could see him easily replacing lazy ass Jamie Collins in the middle of the defense and kind of just snatching the job or, or playing next to him for a while. If they got two inside backers, we'll see how they do it. But let, let's get to pick seven here, and, and this one's extra interesting, chops, because right before me and you got recording here. Recording a little bit early. The Lions waved carry on Johnson, <laughs> which like to me is uh, like I- I've been documented on this show on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast probably a year and a half ago, however long, where I was like, carry on Johnson is the best back that I've seen in a Lions uniform since number 20. And that's because he he had pop. He had a, he-, he had elusiveness. He-, he just seemed to hit the hole. And he wasn't injured yet. And he still had two halfway decent knees. But I soured on him quickly the last couple because Carrion showed me that he doesn't love football. He's not very consistent or productive. He's hurt all the time. So the fact that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell just said, get out, <laughs> get out, and, and ended up uh, getting this kid in the seventh round, 257 overall, Jamar Jefferson, kid from Oregon State, sleeper running back. They thought he was really highly rated. Kid said he was going to go in rounds three or four. The the puzzle pieces are coming together, Chops. Goodbye, carry on. Jefferson in, Swift in, uh, you know, Swaggy from uh, the Packers that's coming over in. A young, uninjured, love football, guys with personality. Like, we got a new running back room here, Chops. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. We So we have a totally new running back, running back room. And the crazy thing is, watching Jefferson's tape, you're, I'm scratching my head. What, how, how is this guy still here? Right. What? And so, though at the time I was like, do we need a running back? No, but he's here in the seventh round. I had him, I had him on my board in the end of the fifth. Right. So, no brainer. And, and again, I agree with your takes. I mean, we, we obviously brought in uh, Williams from Green Bay. And now, you know, we had Jefferson. And then we go on the... Uh, you know, post draft. And I think we signed three running backs. Like it, right. it, when that happened, I'm, I'm scratching my head going, well, okay. We know D swizzle ain't going anywhere. We know Jamal ain't going anywhere. How, wh- wh- what's this, what's the deal here? We need four running backs to compete for our last two spots, three spots. Well, you know what? Brad Holmes told us straight up. See you carry on. We're running with the kids. <laughs> Oh man, I was excited about it. I mean, I'm not trying to duck it that I was I was wrong on the player, but I, I think this is a bold move. Why not just get him out of here now and, and go with this new core? And, and and chops, before we take our commercial break, I gotta call you out. Are you trying to use all the old uh, Detroit Kool Aid cast gimmicks? I mean, you said kudos about two, three times. You've had you said head scratcher multiple times. I, I mean, I don't know what you're gonna do next. You're gonna use the word bonkers. Are you gonna say I'm not quite for sure? Like, are you just going down the gamut here? Kind of a throwback to the old show. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I'm going to throw a, well, what happened was, that should hear the minute. So. <laughs> oh, tremendous. I know the people love the old game. And, and like I said, we're, we're bringing new things to the table. We got new guests. I've been finding some new quirks that all my different guests have. So just wait till till some new things come out for to make a fun show. But Chops, I, I really like your takes on all those players. I love your excitement. I, I know, like I said, me and you battle it out sometimes about me being Kool-Aid and rainbows and you being the guy that's a little bit, you got to prove it to me. But I really like that you're excited about this draft. Brad Holmes seems excited. Dan freaking Campbell was on Sirius XM radio recently, and he sounded real fired up about all these players. 
And obviously, they haven't played it down yet. We know these guys don't have any, you know, Super Bowl rings or any um, actual production. But I think this was such a solid draft top to bottom, getting A's and B's across the board from all the big publications. Got a lot of Lions fans excited, man. Lots of Kool Aid being the uh, being absolutely just guzzled here in the city of Detroit. Drink it in, man. Yeah, not just the city of Detroit, Oak, because, you know, I'm, I've been reviewing all these national takes on the Lions draft, and I'm seeing lots of A-minuses, Bs, B-pluses, top five, top five ranking draft in the league. What? What? <laughs> you got to love it. You got to love it. So, like like I said, this is going to get us excited. I mean, you might be at that first game of the year. Maybe we won't be wearing masks. Who knows what might be happening. But we know we got we got a big body at right tackle. We got ourselves an offensive line. We got ourselves uh, lots of bodies up front and uh, lots of options to bring the heat on other teams' quarterbacks and some fun skill players and, and, and a sneaky secondary. I mean, people are acting like we have this horrible talent. I mean, I expect Okuda to take a big step up. Let's get A.O. rolling. Let's see Tracy Walker come back to life under Aaron Glenn and company let's go so chops I could serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid all day but let's go ahead and take a break when we come back we'll hit real quick on the UDFAs we'll hit on like how the Lions filled some needs maybe this team's future and who knows what else might happen in the back half of the show so everybody we'll take a quick break we'll be right back get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of Tom Brady a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, I am fired up. I am excited to tell you about one of our new great sponsors. Now, by now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, it's time to go see what the buzz in the Dynasty fantasy community is all about. Free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, and so much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Do you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your metal. Still not sure? You can test your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. So here's what I need all you guys to do. Head over to Reality Sports Online. You'll hear me talk about it on the show and call it RSO. Head over to Reality Sports Online and check them out right now. Everybody, I want to take a quick pause and tell you about my other Lions podcast. Now, you know on this show, I serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid on Wednesdays and Fridays. But on my other podcast, that drops on Thursday mornings. That's called Believe. And that's spelled B-L-E-A-V in Lions. Believe in Lions with myself. And Lions legendary safety, Benny Blades. That's right. Me and Benny Blades chop it up talking football. He's hilarious. He makes me laugh. We get in a bunch of arguments. And, you know, he talks about the you all the time. But Benny also talks about the Detroit Lions. He was a great player on the field. He has great stories. Love his football knowledge across the board. We have a bunch of fun. So everybody, hit that subscribe button. Find it on your favorite podcast platform. Again, that's Believe in Lions, myself and Benny Blades on the Believe Podcasting Network. Check it out. We thank you so much for the support. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back from the break. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Uh, please go check out realitysportsonline.com as well as check out my other podcast with Lions legendary safety, Benny Blades. Go hit that subscribe button on that, no doubt about it. So, let you know, Chops, I'm about ready to get into something here. Like, we got lots to talk about. I mean, you, you ready to roll or what? Yeah. Oh, listen. I mean, we're, we got to keep this the show cut down because I got about four hours of content to go over with you. But before we even go to anything else, I, okay. I got I got to talk go. to you about your last segment here. Oh uh, boy. <laughs> last last week or last uh, I guess this week on Monday, you gave the people a rant about a mancation, and you know what? I, here we go. I heard it and I wanted to hate it. I really did. But I, but I kind of loved it because <laughs> I'll be, I'll be honest. I just got, I just got myself a little, a uh, little camper and uh, yeah. took the family out for the first time this weekend. And I'm thinking to myself, man, you know how great this would be to grab a couple of buddies, go to a game, go to a concert, make, uh... make a weekend out of it. I got four bunks in there and let's turn this into a mancation camping style. So, you know, I, I got to give you some uh, some love on the mancation rant. Now, again, sometimes you do come across like a 40-year-old NFL virgin who sits in his draft board and play, with, plays with his little figures and, and sorts his cards. But, uh, you know, because no one else has a life quite like the oak. But I will say that uh, the mancation was a, uh, was a, was a good plug. Well, I appreciate that, man. Like you say, I've had some wonderful ladies in my life. I do not have any kids in my life. And yes, I do live the bachelor lifestyle. I can't do whatever the hell I want whenever I want, which is tremendous. But I was just trying to tell the fellas that I'm all for your kids, your job, your fancy car, your big house, everything else you got. But I was saying take two days out of the year, maybe two weekends if you want to get crazy and get some of your best buddies. Don't get that buddy that always lets you down or the knucklehead that never pays. Go ahead and get some quality buddies every blue moon and go do something exciting not something like hey come on over and watch the game like go out go do something big i gave the people some different mancations to consider and like you said i saw your your camper you got going now you almost threw me with that whole family take like yeah take the family out no problem but the fact that you're thinking about getting a couple buddies in that thing or taking it on the road somewhere that's tremendous man that's that's fun and you know Life as it is is going to be waiting for you when you come back. That's all I was trying to enlighten the people on. Everything's going to be there, but there's no reason you can't hit pause for a few days and also pause without, you know, the wife, the kids, all the other BS that we deal with. Like, leave that at at home and just go enjoy yourself. So I was trying to help the people out. You know, that's kind of what I do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we could sit here and reminisce about some of the mancations that we've done here over the past year since I've known you. Uh, you know, step go, going on 17 years, Oak. I think we've had absolutely me and Chops road trip to Philly, one of the greatest Lions victories of all time. You're right, man. That that was tremendous time. And like you say, you had a, a little one, you know, just come, but you made time for it. I made time for it. It was, it was something I'll never forget, man. So, absolutely, I appreciate you bringing that up. And I appreciate you giving me some dap because now I got to smack you like I like to do on this show. And Chops, here, here's the reason why. Like before we get into this Lions talk, it's gonna I'm gonna tie this back to the Lions actually, but it's something I want to debate with you real quick. It's like me and you always get into it where it's like I'm a guy that loves potential. I love the possibilities. I love cheap drafted football players that I hope are gonna be Hall of Famers. You often like past performance, what'd you do for me two years ago? What are your stats? Like 
how is this going to relate to this Lions draft? Because I'm I'm lathered up in that Kool-Aid and cornbread butter, and I'm ready to go. I feel like these guys are going to be ball players. They're going to be fun to watch. And, like, I know that you're ready to just take this glass of Kool-Aid and throw it out the window because you're like, Oakry, they haven't done anything yet. Talk to me when they actually put up a sack or two. So so where are we at with this long-time argument between you, me and you against potential and, and past performance? Oakry, listen, I got I to gotta set you straight, man. How oh, many boy. Super Bowls have been won on player potential? Zero. That's zero. 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 I don't want to hear about your potential. I want to hear about stats. I want to hear about what you have done. I want to hear about touchdowns you have put, sacks you have laid. <laughs> Then you have put into the ground. I want to see it. I don't want to see, well, the dude is fast, so maybe he can tackle some. But no, I want to see that this guy is driven and hit 17 people for yak, all right, for lost yards. I don't want to hear about, well, the guy's got Cinderella feet, so maybe he can tiptoe and dance around the end. No, I want to hear that this dude put a man on the ground, stomped on his face, and then destroyed the quarterback. I don't want to hear about potential, and especially when we're talking about guys who have been in the league. Well, you know, he was he maybe he can do something here because I like how no, dude, I don't care. If you have two broken legs, you're probably gonna break your leg again, and I don't want to see you on my team. <laughs> All right, Chops. I, I hate to do it, but no, I don't. I don't really hate to do it. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. <laughs> So, so listen up here, Jabroni. The thing about potential is that we can't have a bunch of has-been pro bowlers that have all your stats and numbers from three years ago. Or, hey, one contract ago they were good. They haven't been good. but Or they're, or they're the flash in the pan. You're the guy that likes the uh, the flavor of the week. The guy that was good you know, a couple weeks ago. Well, is he an actual good football player? Is he a talent? Is this guy somebody that we can actually build around? That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for foundation pieces. I'm trying to project forward rather than most people out there were just like hey look at what he did it's like yeah way to go genius everybody knows he put up those numbers or he did that what's he gonna do for me tomorrow because that's all that really matters and that goes out to all the sol fans out there who want to say the lions have never won or will never win because they have never won that's a horrible argument that's a choppy argument about what you have done is going to project what you did before how about this maybe the lions have never won and maybe because we're projecting forward to this new regime maybe they get it right this time and maybe we start stomping fools like you said and winning super bowls how about that all right oak you know look all i gotta uh, you know i'm gonna bring (laughs) the prime example right okay let's talk about i don't know maybe some tb12 what have you done for me oh i know you went to tampa after all these years in new england of dominating and what'd you do in tampa dominated Exactly. Did he have potential or did he have past stats? He had a lot of past stats, but I mean, I I don't know that this is the, uh, this is the argument. That's, that's an absolute greatest of all time. We're talking about these guys where I'm sitting here going, Deshaun Hand might still be good. And you're like, Deshaun Hand ain't done anything in two years. He ain't going to be good ever. Like that's the argument that we have every other day. I know. You know what's funny too is I saw that uh, you know the guy who you were all high on. Uh, whatever happened to Hunter Bryant? Did he get cut? He had lots of potential, and then he gets cut, and then they're like, "Oh crap! Maybe we should bring him back because our other run- tight end just retired." What was that all about? And <laughs> hey, we got Darren Fells. Don't worry about it. But yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You don't like Hunter Bryant because he hadn't done anything in the league yet, or because he fell down the draft board. And I'm sitting there going, "This was a productive college player that if he can ever get healthy and get right." He might shove it right up your keister. So that's what I'm hoping for. But, Choppy, we could have this argument all day long. We always do have it, especially when it comes to fantasy football or even life in general in some ways about what could be versus what the reality is. <laughs> but uh, let, let's tune this back to the draft because there's still so much to talk about. So instead of getting into the undrafted free agents, like I'm not going to get into all these names, but I, I just want to say I feel like they went with two or three receivers 
kid from Notre Dame. They got this other swaggy dude. I think his name's Adam, Jonathan, Ad, whatever. Like, he can make one-handed catches like Odell, so you know I love him. They, they, they went out and they got three running backs or so, like you said. They got Tommy Kramer, big offensive lineman, interior guy from Notre Dame. They who was the other guy that I liked? They got this swaggy corner who looked like he could play some ball. He had about fifteen wristbands on, so he's got cred with me. Like, do you think any of these guys are going to make a dent on a roster that has some openings, or do you think that they're just going to be you know tackling dummies at training camp and people that were like, oh man, he's going to be good, and then the guy just you know he's at the bowling alley like where he should have been all along. So I think Brad Holmes uh, had felt some inner choppy. Uh, oh going for three guys from Notre Dame when he knows that he should have went after my boy, the linebacker who allegedly had some heart problem, K O W, because <laughs> I can't even say his name, but J O K. But yeah, so <laughs> I, you know, I think these guys, you know, uh, look. Does anybody in this UDFA like stand out to me like, oh, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be a stud? No. I think uh, a lot of these guys, you know, I, I see they went in and got a couple of tight ends. That tells me that maybe they knew that something was going on with Josh Hill as well. Um, you know, they, they it's funny because they picked up more pass catchers in this uh, UDFA than they did in the draft. So hopefully they they realize, uh, you know, maybe we can get a flash in the pan. Um, you know, I like the I like the guy. Um, the at first I like the tight end from Notre Dame. Um, you know, I think he's going to be, uh, he's going to be something Brock, Wright. He may make the squad. And then, you know, the, the wake forest wide receiver could, could, uh, come in too. And I think they'll actually compete, but, uh, no, man, do I see any of these guys coming in and, and being a, a number one and number two in any position now, not this year. Well, I, I don't want to start our argument up again, but nobody's looking for a top stud or number one or two. Like, I feel like some of these receivers, I was a, it was a, uh, calculated move to wait till this and just load up on some of these athletes and guys that could maybe make the bubble you know maybe make your your bottom part of your receiver core so I'm totally fine with it I think the receivers maybe even you know one of the linemen could be could be better than you know a backup that we have so I you know usually the Lions find one or two of these guys a lot of them do end up washing out but like I said this is roster depth, Choppy. You hear me talk about that from time to time. These are guys that you need at the bottom of your roster, whether it be special teams, returning kicks. Maybe one of these guys can just go up and get the football in the red zone. That's what we're looking for in UDFAs. We're not looking for studs. We're not looking for guys that are going to be filling up the stat sheet. We're looking for role players that can help the team. So I, I'm excited about a few of these guys. I, you know, I think it's a real tell of a GM if you can find a couple diamonds in the rough. We'll see if Mr. Mr. Brad Holmes can do that that so what do you think about fits like did the lines find some fits both culture fits you know fit some needs did they fit some areas that are going to be like down the road we're going to be saying man I'm so glad we got Levi or I'm so glad we got this guy um in that draft in 2021 do you, do you feel like there's some great fits that they came away with here based on what they already had on this team well I mean look they solidified the O-line for years to come right I mean this I agree you know, He's a cornerstone piece. He is going to anchor that line for the next five plus years, maybe longer. Who knows? Um, and and again, I think the things that stood out to me that they clearly wanted was toughness, coachability, and leadership. And yes, I know none of those are sexy, right? None of those are one-handed catches. None of those are are you know things that are going to wow. But I think that they set a statement with these picks that said, this is the kind of team that we're going to run and we're going to be big. We're going to be nasty. Um, you know, building up the line with the first three picks tells me this rebuild may be a little bit longer than we were hoping for. Um, you know, I got on the, on the golf train right away. I think golf has a chip on his shoulder and I know he he's ready to, he's itching to get out there. He's already doing stuff in the community here in Detroit, which is great. Um, but you know, they they're building for the future, right? They're not building to be great next year. They want to build a foundation and then they're going to build the tower on top of the foundation in the next few years. And again, draft picks galore, baby. Yeah, I'm right with you. Uh, th- there's one thing I'll say about Penny Sewell. He is so young and he's so just such a big dude that when I watch his tape, there's times where I feel like 
as he gets acclimated to the NFL, there might be some sloppy reps or sometimes he gets beat. But like he's gonna he's gonna sure all that up and and like you said, I could just see a dominant O line. When you have a left and a right tackle like this and a dominant center, I mean that's something they have not had in my lifetime as a Lions fan, as well as a, as a as a new young running back with Swift, like 22 years old, something like that, and catch it, run it, do all the things you need to do. So I, I'm really excited to see that aspect of our team. When you're talking about like fits and whatnot, I feel like the needs that they filled was the slot receiver with St. Brown. I feel like that was a big glaring need. I feel like the right tackle to me was an absolute turnstile. So whether it was Rick Wagner or Vitae over there, it's like some people were like, oh, Crosby's good enough. I'm like, no, he's not. If you watched him, the guy's on roller skates half the time. Now, could Crosby play you know, right guard right next to big uh, Penny Sewell and be better? Yeah, I think he could, but I didn't want him as my right tackle. So those were glaring needs. And now with the carry-on move, like that's why the running back went down. So that was a fill as well. And – and Derek Barnes, we needed a new age athletic linebacker. So I feel like most of those were the were the fill of needs, and then like the the fits were those big boys. You know, hey, this is what we want. This is going to be a a guy that's going to grow into his role and replace some of the guys we have now, whether it be Trey Flowers or Panasini in the middle, or um, you know guys like Nick Williams and Sean Hand. Like you know, I think those guys could be not fits for this team, and, and you could see some other new guys go. So I'm. I'm I'm really excited about that. I mean, just fits and, and filled needs. you got to love it. Now, here we are at the end of the show talking about the team's future again. Chops, you've been positive for the whole show. You've been serving up Kool-Aid. Now we have a draft under our belt. Now Brad Holmes has shown what he can do. He's also shown us that he can yell very loud while Sheila Ford, Hamp, is on the phone. <laughs> he's showed us that he can almost karate chop a wooden table into two pieces um, while he's fired up. He's shown us he can ragdoll wimps like Rod Wood as well as beasts <laughs> like Chris Spielman. <laughs> um, what are you thinking about this team's future based on what you saw when it comes to excitement, moxie, energy, emotion, and what they actually did with these selections. How are you feeling? I mean, how, how, can you, how can you have any more excitement than violating draft rules to get your pick in sooner than you're allowed to at seven? I mean, the Absolutely. dude was antsy in the pants. He couldn't even, couldn't even follow the draft regulation to get up there and go, this guy. He's ours. We got him. I mean, he's doing the happy dance. He doesn't even realize that he, you know, he doesn't even realize that he made a mistake. But uh, no, man, I, I think the energy. I love. I love the energy with this team. I, I, I've been so sick and tired of the whole smartest guy in the room. We're gonna try to. Worth it. You're thinking. We're thinking. I'm gonna think. No, these guys know what they want. They're. They're. You know, and they're fun. That's the thing, dude. They're excited. Like, can you imagine Matt Pat jumping around and high five and <laughs> Or Bumbley Quinn, you know, like, no, these guys, they want a high five. They want a body slam. They want to, you know, they, this football team is taking on their identity and, and I love it. I couldn't agree with you more chops. Let's do a quick reenactment. What, what do you think it sounded like when this went down with the sixth pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Miami Dolphins select Jalen Waddle. <laughs> what was what, what happened right after that? <laughs> I think I think Brad Holmes had to uh, compose himself at least a little bit because he was, you know, to see that that this guy fell and you know this is the guy they wanted. I mean, I, you he, listen. He was he probably said a lot of words that I can't even say on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say there's no composing themselves. It's it's Jalen w- Penny Soul Mother Bleeper. Let's go. <laughs> That's how it went down. That's that's what it sounded like in the draft room. It didn't even finish his Waddle's last name before they were calling in the 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 pick to uh, to there in Cleveland. So that that's how it went down. And like I love it. I I'd have been the same way. I'd just been sitting there waiting for him to say J, and I'd been turning the card in. You know, that's how excited I was as well. Just like I had that anxiety when you're waiting to hear like the name come out of Goodell's mouth, and then I was just gosh, I was I was excited as they were, man. That was tremendous. So, so your your pause about the future. Everybody knows where I where I'm coming from. I mean, it's 
it's all off season. We get it. They haven't played any downs. We get it. They need more football players at different positions. We get it. But don't let people tell you that. Drink it in, man. <laughs> Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid and know that, hey, we got a new football team, new leadership, new ownership, new excitement, as Choppy Chop put it. And, and new mojo, and we're ready to have some fun football to watch here for the next few years with this regime. And I think they proved themselves with this draft that it wasn't all talk. It wasn't like, hey, we're just giving out these great vibes. They went and did some things this past weekend's chops. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what kind of what other kind of statement can you make than to come out and nationally have the fifth best draft of, in the league? You, Two you new guys love it. in new roles, new ownership. You come in, you could have bombed, right? You could have done these things that, you know, overthink things. You could, and then people are, oh, uh, yeah, you know, draft them down. You know, rank them down in the 22nd, 25, 15. No, come in, make your picks, build your foundation, and get rated a top five draft in the league. Can't do any better. Exclusive audio from Dan Campbell about what Dan Campbell's thought about these other drafts that, that came that didn't go so well. You've had enough of that shit. Other audio from Dan Campbell about people saying we got to draft wide receivers and tight ends and maybe go get ourselves a corn. You've had enough of that. Exactly. Let's go get some beef. Let's go get some big boys. And then we'll figure out how to score points on offense with Goff, Swizzle, Hawkinson, speed at wide receiver. Imagine that. Speed at wide receiver. Dan Campbell, what do you think about some of the slow body catchers we've had over the past couple decades? You've had enough of that. I agree, Dan Campbell. So everybody, Dan Campbell's had enough of it, but we're excited as Dan Campbell is in the weight room right now because we're throwing up plates. We're excited about this football team, and uh, this was a hell of a draft. So, Chops, I got you on. You enjoyed the show. You were a man of your word. You came back on the show talking football. It was fun, man. I really appreciate it. You're going to have to get you back again. Um, you're going to have to make time for it. And who knows? We might have to figure out one of those mancations in the new Choppy Mobile um, and, and go ahead to a Road Lions game and whoop it up. We might have to get that done here in the next year or two. Okri, I, I can see it now. I, I can see it. We're, we're in the camper. We're having a mancation. We're traveling over to Green Bay where the – Green Bay Packers, not led by Aaron Rodgers, some you know, ready to go. We we just roll up in Green Bay and, and just trounce them in the choppy mobile and just dominate that town. That, that's going to happen sooner than later because Green Bay is in shambles. Chicago thinks they figured it all out. I wouldn't be so sure. Minnesota, I mean, who knows? They're they're a roll of the dice at best. The Lions are hungry. They're ready to come get it, and we're ready to watch it with a big old glass of that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. So hopefully we we hyped you guys up. We had a little fun on the show. A couple good arguments back and forth. Chops, appreciate you coming on. Everybody listening, take care. Have a great weekend. Catch us next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Cornbread. 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 Pack the bag. Start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a Drink it in.